Hello and welcome back to the Portland General Baptist Church Youth Podcast. I'm your host, Rory Anderson. I'm the Youth Director at Portland General Baptist Church in Portland, Tennessee. And we're going to continue our study in the Book of Ruth. We're going to pick back up in Chapter 2, starting in around verse 13 and 14. Then we're actually going to get into into Chapter 3 today. I hope everybody's been doing well. It's been great. Uh, I think this has been our third week in a row now being in person back in the sanctuary and seeing everybody and it's been refreshing to say the least. episode last week. Uh, my wife and I were out of town, and I, I think I'm going to have to figure out, uh, I'm have to just kind of do it early, I guess, so that it's ready to go when it's supposed to be. I don't know, I'll, I'll figure it out some, some way or another. But we are going to continue this study in Ruth, and uh, if you want, go ahead and turn to chapter 2. I'm going to summarize a few verses here for us, and uh, then we'll, we'll jump in. But Ruth... Uh, Naomi and Ruth have come back to Bethlehem, and uh, Ruth decided, you know what, we need to eat, we need to be provided for, so I'm going to go out and work, and of course Naomi says, okay, that's that's fine. And Ruth goes out and uh, just so happens to come across a field owned by a man named Boaz, and this Boaz is a relative of Elimelech, Naomi's deceased husband. And if we recall from last week, uh, the, the main phrase, the main word of the day, was kinsman redeemer. And uh, basically, if a woman uh, uh, was widowed, if her husband died and there were no children left behind, then the next closest single male relative of the deceased husband would then take on the responsibility of marrying the widow and providing a family for them, thus carrying on the family name. And so... When uh, Ruth comes across this field uh, owned by Boaz, we we learn that Boaz is the next or a next relative of Elimelech. So in uh, chapter 2, we we start to see that things are looking really nice. Um, Ruth now has a job. She's earning... uh, uh, She's earning... Wages basically. She's she's working for food. They're able to eat, and uh, and and this this guy comes out of nowhere. Boaz. He's he's uh, apparently an, a relative of Elimelech, and and so we know that based on the law at that time, that if Boaz so chose to, then he would be able to provide for Naomi and or Ruth. But but we don't we don't see we don't really see the 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 end result of that yet. So, so where we left off last time was Ruth had found work with Boaz, and uh, uh, Ruth expressed her gratitude to Boaz because Boaz showed grace to her in saying, you know what, you can work here anytime you want, don't worry about going anywhere else, this is, this is where you work. And uh, Ruth was very overwhelmingly uh, overjoyed by that. Um, 
She fell down on her face, bowed down to the ground, and said to him, you know, why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me? I'm a, I'm a foreigner. Because remember, Ruth is from Moab, right? And the Moabites and the Israelites, they don't mix. And Boaz already knows that. He's well aware. And yet Boaz decided to be gracious to Ruth. So where we're picking up this week is... Um, I'm not going to read every single verse here, but basically, uh, Boaz invites Ruth to dinner. Uh, in fact, in verse 14, it says, Now Boaz said to her at mealtime, Come here and eat of the bread and dip your piece of bread in the vinegar. So Ruth sits beside the, beside the reapers, and he passed uh, parched grain to her, and she ate and was satisfied and kept some back. So not only did Ruth get to eat to to be full, to satisfy her hunger, but there was enough left over that she ended up taking some back home. So, um, Boaz then instructs uh, his workers there at the field, you know, let her come in anytime she pleases, and, and let her glean the grain, you know, that this, this place is for her as well. And so, she goes back out in the field until evening, and uh, ended up taking a ton of food home, uh, depending on, uh, the estimate. Some, some people would say she took 50 to 60 pounds worth of food back home just that day. Um, so in verse 19, she gets home and, uh, uh, she, she, yeah, she gets back home and, uh, her mother-in-law, Naomi says to her, where, where did you glean today? Where did you work? Um, Blessed be the one who took notice of you, because she sees that Ruth brought all this food back. And so Ruth tells her mother-in-law, with whom she had worked, and said, The man's name with whom I work today is Boaz. Now, of course, we kind of see that there's a little connection there between Boaz and Naomi, but Ruth didn't know that at the time. And so Naomi says to Ruth, Blessed be he of the Lord who has not forsaken his kindness to the living and the dead. And Naomi uh, continued and said, This man is a relation of ours, one of our close relatives. Now, this is where Ruth learns that Boaz is a potential potential future husband. He's a close relative. Naomi is, is wheels are turning in her head. If you'll recall, at the end of chapter 1, things were not looking great for Naomi. She was not happy. I remember she lost her husband and her children. No sons were left behind. It's just her and this foreigner that come back home. She's lost everything. Remember, she says that the Lord dealt bitterly with her. And, uh, and, and then this happens. And Naomi says, Oh, you found work with Boaz. That's great because he's one of our close relatives. And Ruth then says, oh, well, he, he also said to me, you shall stay close by my young men until they've finished all my harvest. In other words, you can keep working here. And so Naomi says to Ruth, well, that's good that you go out with, with his young women, stay around them, mingle with them, get to know them. And, and of course, don't, don't go to any other field. And then Ruth stayed close by the young women of Boaz, uh, basically mingling, getting getting uh, assimilated into this culture. Because uh, remember, she's a foreigner, and this is all new culture to her. This is all new law. And and Ruth, for whatever reason, sees 
something about it. There's something about these people that she wants to be a part of. And so Ruth stays with them. And uh, in verse 23 of chapter 2, it says, So she stayed close by the young women of Boaz to glean until the end of barley harvest and wheat harvest. And she dealt with her mother, or she dwelt with her mother in law. So this is uh, several weeks or a couple of months here. Um, that she's working with Boaz. And, of course, they're getting to know each other. They're working. Um, Ruth is providing for her and Naomi. And chapter 3 comes along, and, and Naomi Naomi then comes up with this plan. You know, we, she's been working. She already knows who Boaz is. But we got to get this moving along a little bit. I'm tired of waiting. We need, <laughs> we need somebody to provide for us. So Naomi, in chapter 3, said to Ruth, My daughter, shall I not seek uh, security for you, that it may be well with you? Boaz, whose young women you were with, is he not our relative? In fact, he is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Therefore, wash yourself and anoint yourself, put on your best garment and go down to the threshing floor, but do not make yourself known to him until he is finished eating and drinking. Then it shall be, when he lies down, that you shall notice the place where he lies." And you'll go in, uncover his feet, and lie down, and he will tell you what you should do. So this plan is, Naomi, Naomi, Naomi tells Ruth, shower up, get dressed, get yourself all nice and pretty, put on some perfume, and go where Boaz is going to be tonight. But don't, don't let him know you're there until after he's gone to sleep. When he goes to sleep, you're going to uncover his feet and lie down at his feet. And then he will tell you what you're going to do. That sounds kind of weird, but basically uh, that was the woman's way. Uh, this, this was a traditional way of the woman proposing to the man, letting her know uh, that uh, she is available and interested in marriage. <laughs> and so there's not even really a, uh, there's not even like a dating <laughs> period here. It's just, hey, I'm... I'm going to propose to you. And so Ruth says to Naomi, All that you say to me, I will do. So Ruth went down to the threshing floor and did according all to her, all that her mother-in-law instructed her. And after Boaz had eaten and drank, and his heart was cheerful, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain. And she came softly, uncovered his feet, and lay down. Now it happened at midnight that the man was startled and turned himself. And there a young woman, or a woman, was lying at his feet. And he said, who are you? So, imagine this. It's probably pitch black. This guy is sleeping. He's been working hard. He lays down. He's got a full stomach. He ate. He drank. He is peacefully sleeping. And he just happens to turn over in the middle of the night. And there is a woman lying at his feet. That's got to be a little startling. Uh, and it actually says that, that uh, Boaz was startled in verse 8 of chapter 3. And uh, he said, who are you? And of course, he probably couldn't exactly see, but she says, I'm Ruth, your maidservant. Take your maidservant under your wing, for you are a close relative. In other words, you can be my kinsman redeemer. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's get married. So Boaz says, Well, blessed are you of the Lord, my daughter, for you have shown more kindness at the end than at the beginning, and that you did not go after young men, whether rich or poor. In other words, you could have had your, your pick of any guy here, and 
gone on your own way, and yet you didn't. You're doing this basically the right way. And uh, it, it does kind of seem convenient because, uh, you know, we always want to say if, if, if it involves me, it's the right way, right? No, this is, this is her going the traditional route, the lawful route, uh, even though she could have gone any other way. She chose not to. She wanted to be obedient. So Boaz says, And now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you request, for all the people of my town know that you are a virtuous woman. And it is true that I am a close relative. So Boaz could be Ruth's kinsman redeemer. He says, Now it is true that I am a close relative. I could marry you. I could redeem you. I could provide family for you. Um, you could be provided for the rest of your life. Yes, it is true. And then he says, however, I don't like howevers. <laughs> if somebody tells me really good news and then they say, but, or, yeah, but however, and I'm, that's, that's where my anxiety kicks in. What are you, what are you about to tell me? I just got good news and what, you're going to tell me bad news? And that is kind of what happens here. Boaz says, yeah, it's true that I'm a close relative, but there's somebody closer than I. In other words, it's not Boaz who can redeem Ruth. It's just, it's not possible right now. Because there is a single male relative in the family who is of closer relation than Boaz is. So, so far in this story, we're really wanting Boaz and Ruth to get married. This is a perfect match. Boaz is a responsible guy. Uh, he can provide for his family if he so chose to get married. He's got people who work for him. Yes, he does happen to have money. He's a pretty wealthy guy. He owns land, uh, specifically farmland. Um, but we see that the very first thing that he said in chapter 2, the very first words that come out of his mouth are, The Lord be with you. The first thing we know about Boaz, other than him being a close relative of Naomi and Ruth, is that he's a man of God. The first words that come out of his mouth are a blessing. How many people do you know who, when they first say something to you, the first thing they say is a, is a godly blessing? I don't really know anybody like that. Um, I know a lot of godly people, but, but a lot of times the language they use uh, is not exactly like that. I'm not saying they use ungodly language. I just mean it's not quite like what Boaz says. So Boaz, is a, he's a stand-up guy. And Ruth, we see, even though she had a probably sinful lifestyle before when she lived in Moab, did not really come from a godly people, that she wants to be part of this godly people. She wants to be part, she wants to be part of God's people. So Boaz says, there is a relative that's closer than I am. Stay this night, and in the morning it shall be that if he will perform the duty of a close relative for you, then good, let him do it. But if he does not want to perform the duty for you, then I will perform the duty for you. As the Lord lives, lie down until morning. So he says, if he's going to marry you, I'll, I'll make it known to him that you're available and that it's his responsibility to take you on. Uh, and if he's going to do that, then by all means, so be it. But if not, just so you know, I will. So he's trying to do the right thing. He, 
not not many people do that. They would usually take advantage of the situation and, and try to play dumb. They would try to be dishonest and play dumb about sort these sorts of things. But Boaz doesn't. He he's like I said earlier, he's a stand up guy. So he's gonna let this other close relative know what what his responsibility is, and if he if he takes Ruth on as his wife, then by all means. Otherwise, Boaz is gonna take her. So we're rooting, we're rooting for Boaz and Ruth here. This is going to be a, a match made in heaven, so to speak. And yet, we've got this sort of, this third wheel here that's just thrown into the mix, this closer relative. So, <clears throat> verse 14 of chapter 3, Ruth uh, laid at his feet until morning, and she rose before one could recognize another. In other words, it was still dark, they still couldn't quite see each other, um, and that's when she got up and left. But but Boaz said, "Don't let it be known that the woman came to the threshing floor and bring the shawl that it is on you and hold it." And when she held it, he measured six ephahs of barley and laid it on her. Then she went into the city. In other words, Boaz just gave her a ton of food to take home. Verse sixteen: When Ruth came to her mother-in-law, she said, "Is that you, my daughter?" Then she told her all that the man had done for her, and she said. These six ephahs of barley he gave me, for he said to me, Do not go empty-handed to your mother-in-law. Then she said, Sit still, my daughter, until you know how the matter will turn out, for the man will not rest until he has concluded the matter this day. And that's where we're going to stop today. A big, huge, fat cliffhanger. What's going to happen? Naomi says he's going to get this solved today. This is going to be over within the next 24 hours. What's going to happen? Is Boaz going to be left alone like he has been for years and years and years? This other guy is going to end up marrying Ruth and and redeeming her? That would be great for Ruth. That would be nice because that's what's supposed to happen. But Boaz and Ruth apparently love each other and they want to get married to each other. Ruth has already made herself available. She's already made it known to Boaz, Hey, I want to marry you. Boaz has even said, Yeah, I'm down. I want to marry you too. But uh, now now we've got, a, we've got a wrench that's been thrown in here. And we have to see what's going to happen. But we're going to have to wait until, until the next lesson to see what happens. Don't read ahead. Hopefully, uh, if you already know the story, that's okay. But uh, if you don't, hopefully you don't read ahead. Uh, I would encourage you to go ahead and read the first three chapters back over. Get reacquainted with everything. And uh, we will meet back up next week to see how the story plays out. I uh, hope that you've been enjoying these lessons. I hope it's been a little eye-opening for you and educating for you. Um, or I hope that it's been educational for you. I guess that's the better word to say. Um Probably in about a week and a half or two, um, we're actually going to be back in person for Sunday school and, of course, our normal services on Sunday, as well as Wednesday night youth classes. So um, I'll be texting all of you or emailing or something and letting you know. Hopefully, uh, I will be able to see you guys again, and uh, we'll, we'll get back to uh, our previous levels of normal. Uh, in the meantime, stay safe and may God bless you.